Welcome back to the Create Lab Podcast. My name is Matt, and this week we interview Jen Lucas. I met Jen about two years ago when she showed up to the gym and she started working out. Jen is extremely passionate when it comes down to fitness and helping any individual find their you know fitness passion. Jen is a military spouse. She's been teaching cycling since 2009 with Les Mills. She's a national trainer, presenter, and assessor. She's a Reebok athlete. She has her bachelor's in kinesiology from William & Mary. She's married to James, and she has a fur kid named Bo. Hope you enjoy this edition of the Create Lab podcast, and I hope it inspires others to follow their passions to teaching fitness to others. So, hope you enjoy, and as always, do great things for your country. All right, guys, we're back uh, here with Jen. So, uh, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jen, to tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, you know, what brought you to Clarksville, what your fitness background is, how long you've been in CrossFit, stuff like that. Sweet. So, I am originally from Virginia, from the western part of Virginia, Harrisonburg. Um, what brings me here is my husband's job, so we're here for that, which a lot of people in this town, that's the case. <laughs> Everyone. Um... Yeah, so my background, I went to William & Mary. I went to the College of Knowledge in Virginia. That's what we affect. My coach affectionately called it that. (laughs) Um, I was on the track team there. I was a college athlete. Um, Got a degree in kinesiology. Haven't really used it all that much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I have, my family still lives in that area, so I still call it home. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, How long have you been doing CrossFit? I started CrossFit. In 2016, was it 2016? Yeah, around that time. Um, it's when I became a, so I work for a fitness company called Les Mills, and it's when I became a national trainer presenter for them. Um, I started CrossFit as a way to get stronger for that, to build some strength, build some muscle, and really just to like go next level fitness um, for myself personally. So that's why I got started in it, and that's when. I was at a gym called uh, OBP Aquaquambe Fitness, and I was there for a couple years before we moved here. So this yeah. is my second gym. Don't have much much experience in Virginia. Went to school in Virginia for a little while uh, down at Fort Eustis. So that nice. was always on the east side of Virginia, which is the cooler yeah. side. But uh, I'm familiar because that's where that's where Williamsburg is, where I went to college. Yeah, so, see, yeah, we're Eustis. right around there. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the country. What sports did you play in high school? College, all that. Well, I'll start with the beginning. Ah, the beginning. <laughs> um, I, from when I was very young, my parents, like, basically let me try out every sport um, that I wanted to. I played tennis, I played golf, um, and sort of landed on basketball. I played AAU basketball starting when I was 10 years old, all the way, and played basketball all the way through high school. Um, and in high school, um, I, well, in middle school, actually, I started with track and field. I was never a runner, which you. Know. I was. I was gonna say we're, we're gonna go, we're gonna dive into that here which in a second. You know about me? I do not run. Um, I started throwing a shot put in high, in middle school, and then I, as an eighth grader, I guess it was, I was competing on the JV level in the discus as well, and I actually ended up winning the state championship my senior year in the discus. So through shot put and discus in high school, uh, went to college for that as well, and then in college picked up the javelin for a short amount of time, <laughs> and then the hammer. 
I couldn't even ju- throw a javelin at the Spartan race. I didn't realize there was that much skill involved. There's a lot of skill involved. To, like, involved. throw it straight into the ground. Yeah, I didn't last <laughs> long. They kind of just would throw me in when when they would try to get a couple points, you know, in a conference meet or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Track and field, Jen. Yeah. My glory days. Back back, back in the day. <laughs> back when, back before you stopped running altogether. Yeah, yeah. Now, now. What position did you play in basketball? I was a forward. I was a f- uh, four, sometimes five in yeah. basketball. Not a not a shooting guard like myself. No, but you and know I, what? And I was actually pretty terrible at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it though. I I loved the team environment. I loved being with my friends. Um, I was actually better at individual sports, but I loved the team environment. I think because I'm a super social person. I tried to play basketball in elementary school. I played basketball and uh, only white kid on the team. It's pretty cool. And then uh, got through that, thinking that I was going to play in high school basketball. And then I remember the story I tell everybody is my dad looked at me, and he had, we were walking around, and he asked me what sport I was going to play. He had a rule. He had to play a sport in high school. He's like, you're going to get a job, and you're going to play a sport. And he asked me what sport I wanted to play. I told him basketball. And he looked at me, and he said, son, I love you. I wouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> and I got really upset at him. And for a whole summer, as he didn't, because he didn't believe in me until I showed up to that first day of pra- practice and tryouts, and didn't didn't make it long. <laughs> I didn't make it long in the old professional basketball world. But it was it is what it is. That's yeah. why I got into. Uh, I, I started doing track. I, I originally played soccer, and then I tried track for winter track, and I realized I wasn't fast either. So neither way, either way, I didn't really get get much playing time, no matter what yeah. I did in high school. I loved it though, and I, like I said, I loved the team environment, and I always, I, I kind of saw it as like my place on the team was to push the starters and to like make them work hard in practice and to make them better. Because I never started; I was always, you know, sixth man, seventh, yeah, eighth. But it was still, it was still like a lot of satisfaction knowing that I was helping, you know, the A team and helping them stay on Yeah, team. I mean, that's 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 a good attitude to have, yeah. especially young. I just saw it as me being a failure and then <laughs> on the team, so. <laughs> How did you find CrossFit? I honestly found it because I was looking to step up my game, um, like I said, and, and really it was a proximity thing. OVP gym was about a mile from where we lived in Woodbridge, and we drove by it, and I thought, huh. I've kind of been wanting to do this. Maybe I'll stop in. Maybe I'll check check it out, see what it's all about. Um, and I actually knew about CrossFit for a long time. A, a very good friend of mine was a coach for years before that, and she kept she would every now and then would say, "Hey, you should come. You should come do CrossFit. You should come do CrossFit." And I was actually against it for a long time because I thought it was unsafe, and you know, I thought I'd heard all these things about it. And honestly, I was a bit burned out from college sports and yeah. all the the training and the weightlifting and honestly not having the greatest technique in college um I was just kind of like nope I did that I've seen it I've done it I'm over it kind of thing um so I tried out OBP and yeah the rest is history yeah that's awesome I uh you know sim- not really a similar story I got, I got I never went to a gym until I came back to Clarksville I, I started here in Clarksville left to go to Kansas came back never went to a gym completely self-taught and that's probably why my body's broken to this day. So it's good that you found a gym close to you, but not me, not I. Um, so besides CrossFit, I know you're a spin instructor. How, you know what got you into that? That um, 
so yeah, I, like I said, like I was saying before, I got really burned out as a college athlete because I think it, it's a different game when you have to, when you like, it's your job, like you have to show up and be an athlete every day. Um, and I was, so I was a bit burned out. We didn't have quite as much supervision with coaching, you know, weight training. So I was in the training room all the time getting therapy. Uh, so I kind of was like, I'm done. Like I'm not, I'm never working out again. I'm over it. Um, and I gained a bunch of weight and I started feeling really horrible and I you know, had a desk job and I kind of, after about six months to a year, hit a breaking point where I was like, well, clearly this is not working for me. I need to exercise. So I started going, I joined Gold's Gym. I started um, working with a trainer and then she goes, well, hey, let's go try this class, this body pump class. And it was an hour of weight training and I said, huh. This is fun. It's set to music. It's with a bunch of people. Like I can get behind this. So I started doing body pump, and then I fell in love with all the classes. And and but spinning was really the place where I could find that intensity and I could find that adrenaline rush and like that feeling that I had as an athlete, but not have all the the stress and the strain on my body. So that's what made me fall in love with it at the beginning was the fact that I could get on a bike, go as hard as I wanted to, and not hurt afterwards. Um, of course, I know a lot more now yeah, yeah. <laughs> than I did then. <laughs> um, but that's what got me into it. And then it was honestly years of going. And then finally an instructor reached out to me and said, hey, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about teaching? Um, and she kind of planted that seed. So I started with indoor cycling and indoor cycling certification. And then um, I moved again. I moved to a gym that had choreographed classes by a company at that time. It was called BTS. They're now called MOSA. Um, and then I moved again, and they only had Les Mills. And at that time, BTS used to be a part of Les Mills. They had broken apart from each other like years and years ago. Um, and those certifications were reciprocal. So I started teaching Les Mills, and then just really fell head over heels with Les Mills. And they're basically choreographed programming. So the music, the choreography comes from Les Mills, and we teach it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That was a long way to answer that question. No, no, that's, I love it. No, it did. I mean, you're passionate about it. Uh, so you do spin, you do CrossFit. How many workouts do you do in a day? Do you typically do in a day? Um, just once a day, except for a couple days a week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I do two workouts in a day. Um, Tuesday, I teach cycle and body pump. Teach Les Mills Sprint, which is a 30-minute hit class which is the one that you came to yeah <laughs> yeah on Wednesdays um I teach RPM which is a longer more um it's not quite it's not hit it's more cardio peak type training so RPM and then in the evening I come to CrossFit and then Thursdays I have another RPM and I come to CrossFit and then Monday Friday it's just one a day I always seem to ask that question you know because especially like you you're very well educated in this in the uh in the realm if you will um, but I think a lot of people feel that in order to be fit, you have to work out three, four, or five times a day, and then they end up just breaking themselves off. Yeah. So I like to let people know that you know you don't have to work out more than once a day. If you do it hard effort once a day, you'll be—I mean—you'll be just as fit as that person that works out five times a day because then they end up taking you know three, four days off because they hurt themselves, right. and then they're right back to where they were. No, I've lived that. Like I, when I did live in Virginia and I found CrossFit, it's hard because. The other thing, like, for me, it's not necessarily, like, thinking that I have to work out all the time. It's I just genuinely love it. Yeah. So I get into this trap of, well, I'm teaching all these classes at these gyms. Because in Virginia, I was teaching at three different gyms. And then I was coming to CrossFit, like, three, four, sometimes five days a week. And then I, I was definitely overtraining. And I think 
it kind of caught up to me and I, I realized I wasn't recovering and I just got into a bad space with it. So I try to be really safe now with not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. trying to balance, you know, those two things. Yeah. You know, especially in the CrossFit world, I, I, I know a lot of people, they'll, they'll watch the guys on the YouTube and they'll watch the guys like Rich Froney and Matt Frazier and these, and these people that work out so many times a day and they don't realize that, hey, their bodies are made for that. You know, your body's not... You know, most people's bodies are not made to work out three times a day and then be, you know, healthy in the end. So it's, it's important that people understand that you don't have to work out that many times yeah, a day. absolutely. If you do it for the love of it, you know, great. You know, hope you enjoy it. But eventually you will get burnt out or your body will start to break down absolutely. a whole lot faster. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of the concept of quality over quantity. And we see that in the group fitness world too. You, you know, you get people that come in and do multiple classes where they'll do body pump and then they'll do kickboxing they'll do body combat which is kickboxing or they feel like they have to be in the gym for two three hours to be doing something when in reality like you could just spend 30 to 40 minutes and be just fine like yeah reach all the goals that you if you gave that all-out effort the first time one time a day you'll be just you'll be fine you don't need all these workouts exactly so you know the biggest in the base of any fitness program has to be your nutrition. You know, we talk about that here in CrossFit. So what is your diet like and how does that impact your training? Um, my diet, I would say, is kind of constantly evolving and changing. And um, I do have a, a certification through a company called The Metabolic Effect. So I do coach women um, as well as another thing that I do for, for nutrition. But I pretty much follow that most of the time. And it's just based on um, protein fibrous veggies, the right amount of starch, a little bit of fat. So pretty, you know, pretty basic nutrition. Um, when I do want to like lean down a bit or, um, you know, I have some specific goals or, you know, things that I want to achieve. I do have a guy that I work with in New Zealand that I have worked with for years. And so he actually diagnosed me with my food allergies as well. So I really recommend if you, you know, if you, to anyone who's listening, Nutrition, you know, it's one thing to say eat eat protein, vegetables, and starches, but you've got to eat the right amounts of those things, and you've got to take nutrients into consideration and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but I also eat ice cream, and I also eat treats, and, like, I think, you know, I, I eat bread, and I think there should be a, a balance as well. Do you, do you, like, macro count, or do you... Um, yes and no. When I'm working with him, I do, and I'm quite strict with everything, and I'm weighing every single thing that I eat. But most of the time, I follow more of a generalized template, like this amount of protein, eyeball, you know, a couple handfuls of vegetables, and then, you know, start serving. So it's more, you know, I think I think at this point, I'm down to where I can look at my plate and say this is what I'm supposed to be eating. But um, for somebody who's just learning, it is important to measure and weigh and figure out, like, portion sizes and things like that. Yeah, after, after you get the, I, I tell everybody, once you get the hang of it, you know, you can start toying around with different ideas and add, you know, messing around with different numbers as yeah. you go along. But, uh, you know, to start out, you need someone to just tell you what you're going to do. Yeah. And I think it's so, nutrition is, people ask me all the time, and I'm every, every time I get a nutrition question, I'm like, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, there's so many different approaches. There's, there's plenty of different ways to eat that are healthy and that are good. You know, you've got intermittent fasting, you've got paleo, you've got all these things. But at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you and you have to do what you enjoy eating and, and what your body needs. And, you know, if you're training more, you're going to have to eat more. You're going to need more carbs, more protein. And, yeah, so I think it's just very, very individualized. Yeah, I tell everybody you should experiment with everything. 
Like yeah. you shouldn't just stick to, oh, this is what they're doing. I'm going to do it. You know, you got to experiment to what works with your body. You know, because I can tell you the paleo diet is the greatest thing on the planet, but due to some micronutrients you're not going to get with the paleo diet, you may just suffer for it. You know, so now you got to supplement more and everything else where if you just switch to the macro diet, you'll be way better off. So yeah. experiment with everything. Yeah, and I've done I've done higher fat diet, lower carb. I've done higher carb. And I think for me, it just boils down to I enjoy eating carbs more. And so that tends to be what works for me is is a little bit higher carb, a little bit lower fat just because I enjoy enjoy the carbs more. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what works for your body. Yeah. And then your style too. If you work out more, then you need more carbs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how, how has spin helped you with CrossFit and how has CrossFit helped with spin? I could literally talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think purely on a performance level, CrossFit's really helped me with all the power, like high power Olympic lifting, jumping movements that we do. It's really helped me on the bike as far as my ability to accelerate and hold higher speeds for longer. Um, but I would say what CrossFit's given me the, probably the most is more body awareness and more like how to move my body through space because you don't, you just don't like a lot of the gymnastics things that we do and the core stuff that we do, you know, just don't do those things in normal life. Yeah. So that's probably been the biggest thing is giving me more awareness of my body and how it moves in space, which it, it relates to the bike. Um, but you know, not, not a hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times people get into CrossFit and they only think of the sport of CrossFit and they don't really don't think about how it can apply outside the gym. And if it's not applying outside the gym, what what's the point of what you're doing in here? You know, so it's, it's important to find something, whatever your fitness program is, to find out what you can do. Outside, what can this teach me outside the gym? Yeah. So. And I think, too, like that's where I could talk about – I could talk about it all day because I think – what CrossFit has done for me the most is pushing me out of my comfort zone and, and forcing me to learn new things and forcing me to develop a, a lot of strong mindset around things. And, you know, just something as simple as the concept of failure, you know, a failed rep or not being good at something is actually a, a great opportunity, yeah. you know, and you, you have the potential to learn so much from that. And I think, so for, for me, it's, it's less of the physical side that, that translates between the two and it's more just being an athlete and you know the mental side of things yeah i mean that's a good point like when it comes down to uh being an athlete you're gonna fail more than you succeed yeah and it's all about getting up and realizing that hey that's not the end of it you know so when you fail that lift for me you know power cleans at 225 for whatever reason that thing i fail that lift so often and it's about hitting that bar every day you know and still trying to get make 220 225 consistent and so you know, hopefully that's what people learn when they come to the gym and we're just being an athlete in general. Yeah. Yeah. And the other way around, I think the, the most fun that I have some days is when I can feel my body getting into like its wheelhouse and, and the workouts, probably like a longer, a longer workout that's higher reps, lower weight stuff, dumbbell body weight movements where I can just cruise through it because I know energy system wise energy like pathway that's what i'm used to training on the bike yeah so i get into a crossfit workout like that and i'm like okay this is my jam especially if it's if it's interval interval based because that's what i'm used to doing when i can have some time to recover um so that's that it definitely helps me out because you know a 45 minute long cardiovascular workout is not something we do frequently yeah in crossfit and i think that doing that all the time on the bike will also translate to those longer CrossFit yeah workouts. for sure 
Not that you ever beat me, but that's okay. Well, that we could talk about that all day. We can, we can, <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of your bike training and all that spin class stuff, um, if anybody that's not in the CrossFit world is listening, you know, I'm sure you've heard it, heard it been said that if you're if you're trying to do cardiovascular heavy events, you shouldn't lift weights. You know, what would you say to those people? Because I mean, you 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 referred to it earlier with the body pump programming. Mm-hmm. You know, so what would you what would you say to those people? Um, I would say a lot of things. I think I'd probably laugh before, <laughs> before I started speaking. Um, but I think one of the things that I have really adopted with, I guess, with the CrossFit mentality is we should we should be able to do a lot of things and we should be able to be well-rounded in a lot of areas and so like I, I don't think that we should just focus on cardio or just focus on strength unless you know you want to be a triathlete or a long distance runner or you have really specific training goals which is fine like that's you know that's a choice it's not my choice yeah um I think we should have both I think we should have strength and cardio I think you know, I might look a little bulkier on the bike because I do CrossFit, but that's probably about the extent of it. You know? Yeah, I don't think people realize how how that strength training is going to help them with the cardio, oh, and then also vice versa, how the cardio is going to help you with strength training. Yeah. You know, when you get to those heavy rep sets, you know, or the higher rep sets, I mean, how that cardiovascular fitness is going to pay off in the long yeah. run. So it's a it's there's there's a give and take on both sides, and it's important to train both elements. Yeah, and I really like I said, I think the only really time where you would want to focus on one or the other is if you are doing strictly one thing, or you're strictly a long distance runner. But even then, you know, you need strength training for other reasons, like simple fa- simple benefits of bone density and you know muscle mass and things like that that we want to have for life, like long term. I think you just can't ignore. You can't just do cardio, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Don't, you don't argue with me. So, you just competed at Battle Lab. Uh-huh. How did that event go for you? What did you learn about yourself from that event? Another thing I could talk about all day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been, like, considering doing a CrossFit competition for so long, and, like, the fear of the unknown and the fear of it being one step further outside of my comfort zone just held me back from it. Um... The biggest thing that I took away with it from it was how much I enjoy competing and how much like I felt like I was a college athlete again because you get into that cycle of, you know, you're you're training for those specific events that are gonna show up in the competition, you're doing those movements, you're getting, you know, your mindset ready, you're getting into the week of and then the day of. So it was really like being into a competitive sort of cadence again, which was really fun. Um, as somebody who used to do that all the time. Yeah. But I also think too, it was a lesson on how we should be competing, whether it's, you know, a CrossFit competition or whether it's setting a goal for ourselves or whether it's going head to head with somebody in, in just a regular workout, just the importance of quote, quote unquote competing and pushing yourself outside of, of what your comfort zone is. So that was probably my biggest takeaway of many from competing yeah i think that's what a lot of us do a a lot of us lose that aspect of competition as soon as we graduate college or for some people when they graduate high school they lose that competitive nature because they don't have that sport you know aspect of their lives but you know yet you know the winning aspect is isn't as important as what you're going to learn from it and how being competitive outside the gym and everything you do it doesn't even just matter crossfit 
if it's your job, I, I stress this all the time on our Instagram page or anytime I make a blog post that, you know, when it comes down to your job, you should be striving to be the best person at your job. Yeah. You know, if you want to be successful in this world, you have to try to demolish the competition. Right. You know, you don't have to be an a-hole about it, but you should be trying to demolish the competition in everything you do. Yeah. You know, striving for that achievement every single day. I think that's important. But yeah, I think that that really was the biggest thing. And thinking about the fact that in, in day-to-day life, you know, we go to work, we deal with family stuff, take care of family, take care of people. Take, I don't have kids, but, you know, people take care of kids and they get into this daily routine of things. People don't actually do that in in life. Like, they don't they don't step in into, into an arena and compete against another person. And I think it's such a cool place to to do that and to to put yourself in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what is your recovery like? Do you have any like go-to recovery protocols that you do? I actually thought a lot about this question. Um, for me, recovery is really sort of holistic in the sense that recovery starts with good sleep and good nutrition because if you don't have that, then your body can't, it can't recover well. You, know, you do a hard workout and you're not able to recover. Um, but I also look at it as if I'm scaling a workout the way that I should, then I'm not going to get so sore afterwards that I'm going to have to have these like elaborate recovery protocols, you know, yeah. like I should be able to do workouts throughout the week and yeah, I get sore. Yeah. You know, stretch and, and those things. Um, but I, yeah, I really look at it holistically. Am I getting sleep? Am I getting nutrition? Am I hydrating? Am I scaling things appropriately to where I'm not pushing to like a bad place muscularly, you know, musculoskeletally. But then I also do have some things. Um, I have a Theragun, which I use regularly for myofascial percussion therapy. Um, and I think there's a lot of cool research on that coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a new modality. And one of the cool things that one of my chiropractors said, and that's another one is chiropractic. I really believe in that. Um, but that your fascia is actually has nerve endings in it. So the fascia is the layer, is like the sheath that goes over the muscle fiber, the, the muscle itself, and under, like between there, there's there's nerve endings, which we didn't realize that before. So the fact that there's nerve endings, which means if the fascia is not sliding over the muscle in the way that it should, those nerve endings shut down, and then the muscle itself is not going to contract the way that it should. So if you can get in there with a percussion therapy tool or even something like a lacrosse ball or a foam roller and free up that fascia, then your muscle is actually going to work more efficiently better yeah than it would if it was kind of bound up and stuck yeah, yeah. I, I hear you know a lot of people hear the term myofascial release but don't even know what the fascia is yeah so understanding what fascia is and uh easy way i've been taught what fascia is is if you buy a packet of chicken at the at the grocery store that thin mm. film that sits over the chicken that's that's fascia that's that's what you're you know what I'm saying that's what you're kind of removing from the chicken that's what's over your muscle tissue and like you were saying that people don't take care of their fascia like they do their muscles they just sit static stretch for yeah. five minutes and not take care of the fascial work that goes underneath it yeah. so so that's a big one and then um i i am also certified in a les mills program called body flow which is a yoga inspired class it's not full yoga um so i do a lot of that i do a lot of i think a lot of my recovery is more intuitive so you know if i'm sore in a particular area then i'm gonna spend a little bit more time there but i also know that before a workout I need to I need to do some dynamic mobility stuff like I need to do you know what we do here I need to move my body through range of motion 
um, use some band work, get the muscles firing the way that they should, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. So it's kind of a lot of little things that I would say that I do for yeah. recovery, and something that someone taught me early on of being like a quote-unquote fitness pro is you got to think think about your body as like an athlete would because you, you've got to be able to use it and move it for years and years. So if you don't take care of it, if you just crush yourself every day and you don't do these things to take care of yourself, then you're going to get hurt and you're going to burn out and you're going to ha- you know blow out a knee or you know something like that. And that's always always been in the back of my mind. Like I've, my body's got to be able to continue to move for years and years. So what do I need to do to keep it moving? Yeah, kind of thing. And I think you know we're talking about muscles and re- and mobility and recovery. Like all of those things to me kind of come you know work together. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like you said, that, I mean, some people just blow blow out their bodies like so young. And there's one thing if you're training at an elite level, you know, that, that's. But most of us, especially people that listen to this podcast, we're not training at that elite level. We're just training for everyday fitness, everyday life. If you're if you're injured all the time, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're not recovering absolutely. properly. You know, so it's important that you start taking your recovery a little bit more seriously. Um, so what are your future goals as an athlete and as a fitness and fitness leader? Wow. That's also a a big question there. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So my, my current goals, I I would like to lift heavier. (laughs) I'd like to be able to do handstand walks. You know, like there's a lot of things in like very specific things as an athlete that I still, have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. I'd like to try or get on the rings one day and try a ring muscle up when I'm ready, obviously. <laughs> but you know, those are goals. Those are things that are still on my on my bucket list as, as an athlete and things that I want to be able to conquer. I'm I'm the kind of person where if I do something, I'm not just gonna do it. Like I want to be good at it, and I want to be not necessarily the best because I know we can't always be the best at everything. But I don't just half-ass things, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm all, have a lot of those like specific athlete goals but then professional goals I think you know I'm, I'm going to be with Les Mills for a long time that's that's where my heart is and I think it always will be but I'm also looking at okay well what else can I get into and what else is there so I signed up for my level one my yep. CrossFit so, level one yep. which I'm pumped about and it's the same thing like I look at that that new endeavor and I'm like well I don't want to just be a coach like I want to be a really good coach so it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do to do that? I need more knowledge on a, a lot of things for me to be able to to be a better coach. You know, I have some things that I'm good at based on what I've done in the past, but then I also have a lot of areas where I know I want to continue to develop, and I think Olympic lifting is one of them. Um, I think learning how to look at an athlete and scale well for them is one of the things I want to be better at and be good at. Because, you know, I, I can do it in my realm and I can do it in, you know, a body pump class or a uh, cycle class. But to step into a CrossFit class is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just have a, I have a long list of, of those yeah, goals. goals. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, you know, just going back to what we said earlier, like having those goals, having those things set up. I mean, that's just what makes you a professional. Like that's just constantly seeking out your next opportunity. Well, the good thing is that, like, there's so much out there now there's podcasts and there's Instagram and there's you know YouTube and there's so many ways that you can really educate yourself on this stuff and you know books and um, yeah I mean there's just so much available that there's not a reason to not do it yeah absolutely 
Uh, so what would you say to someone who's looking to be a fitness instructor, either in, you know, Les Mills or CrossFit or anything? Like, what, what would you say? My number one, and I've given this advice actually a lot, and that is, first and foremost, your heart has to be in it. Because it's going to show up in your work. And that advice was given to me when I was thinking about adding on um, another program as a trainer. A close friend of mine said, well, do you love it? And I think... That's the number one thing as a coach. Like, if you're going to take what you do, what you enjoy doing, and you're going to teach somebody else how to do that, whatever it is, whether it's Orange Theory, whether it's CrossFit, Les Mills, you've got to have the love and the passion there. Because if you don't, and you're having a bad day, you just you show up to coach, or you show up to teach, and if you don't have that passion and that love for it, then you're not going to show up for the people that are there. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to start with that. You shouldn't do something just for the status or just because other people are doing it or anything like that. Like, your heart has to be in it first. And then I would also say the next thing is to find somebody who does what you want to do and and find some mentorship and find some um, coaching there. Because I, I don't think anybody gets to where they are without having good mentors and good coaches. So align yourself with people who are the kind of coaches that you aspire to be. Yeah. And figure out how they did it and figure out what you need to do to become that. Yeah, for sure. That's good advice. I mean, it's just, uh, I agree, just finding your passion, sticking with, you know, not just doing it for Instagram likes, Instagram follows, which is what I think a lot of people do. And then they forget it's a service job. Yeah. You, you should be out there serving the people that are in your class. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's important you understand that. And I think I think where that comes in is, you know, it, it, you can get you can get caught up in things and caught up in the flashy lights. And, you know, I, I have done these big events on stage, but on big stages or whatever. But for me, like the most the most important person or like I think about why I do what I do. And, it, and it's for that person who is walking into class for the first time and is terrified and they have no idea who you are or what this is. And they're a little afraid. But then after that first meeting or that first session or class or whatever it is, they walk away saying, man, that was awesome. I'm going to come back again. And I think for me, it's a, it's a fundamental, like, I want to make somebody fall in love with fitness and fall in love with exercise and fall in love with movement. And if I've, if I've done that, then I'm, then I've won, you know, like that's to me what it's all about. Absolutely. So final question, you know, what is your, what is the mantra you tell yourself every day or what are the pillars that you live your life by? That's a good, that's a very good question. And I think in the last couple of years, I've thought a lot about this and sort of formulated my, my why and my core values as a, someone who works with other people in, in fitness. And my why is to validate people in where they are and to empower them to be better than they thought they could be. That's my why. So anytime I have, I start to build a relationship with someone or I coach someone, you know, I, I think in fitness or in nutrition or anything, it's important to validate where people start and where they are and, and, and who they are and doing that allows them to be themselves and to feel comfortable. And then you can start to advance them and help them either reach their goals or help them achieve things maybe they didn't even think that they could. Yeah. Um, so that's my why. That's what I, you know, get up in the morning to do every day. And then I have three values that I try to show up in those three things. And those three things are knowledge, not only like acquiring it, but also passing it on. Because I think you can, you could be the smartest person in the room, but if you're not teaching and sharing that knowledge with somebody else, then in my mind, you know, what's the point of that? Yeah. So knowledge, um, 
strength is a big value of mine, and so I'm in a good place, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> with barbells. Um, strength, I think both mental strength and physical strength is a huge, it's really important to me for everybody, especially women. And then um, my third value is passion. And I think if, if you're not finding things in life that you're passionate about, if you're not pursuing your passions, if you're not like, kind of wearing that on your sleeve, then I, I, I don't know. I just I just think people live better lives when they tap into their passion and, and share it and live it. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I mean, I love I love all of us. I mean, passion is one of my favorites. I mean, just being passionate about everything you do. If you're going to put, I think a lot of people in today's society are just so scared to say no to things and then just give you know half-ass effort to what they do and they're not passionate about what they're putting themselves out there and doing so yeah that's huge yeah and the strength piece I think I think that's why I, I love that's why I love Les Mills and I love group fitness especially especially body pump I think will always hold a really important place for me in my heart because it's a place where where I see so many women like picking up a barbell for the very first time. And granted, it's a little, it's a small barbell and they're lighter weights, but there's just something about that, seeing someone who's a little timid, who's a little afraid of it, like picking it up and using it for the first time. And then over time getting stronger and seeing people's confidence. And I just think strength does so many things for people and, you know, not just physical benefits, but mental, emotional, like in life. So, yeah, that's why that's that's a big one for me. Yeah, awesome. All right, Jen. Well, I appreciate you coming out. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always like to hear myself talk. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, thank uh, again. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope everyone out there learned something, enjoyed themselves, and as always, do great things for your country. Have a great day, guys.